0: Whenever you're in trouble, Paw Patrol, Paw Patrol, will be there on the double. Whenever there's a problem, round Adventure Bay. Ryder and his team of pups will come and save the day. Marshall, Grubble, Chase, Rocky, Zuma, sky. yeah, they're on the way. Paw Patrol, Paw Patrol, whenever you're in trouble. Paw Patrol, Paw Patrol, we'll be there on the double. Paw Patrol, Paw Patrol, whenever you're in trouble. Paw Patrol, Paw Patrol, we'll be there on the double. No job's too big, no pup's too small. Paw Patrol, we're on a roll. So here we go, Paw Patrol, woo-oh-oh. Paw Patrol, woo-oh-oh-oh. Paw Patrol. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of the podcast. It is yours truly bringing you guys another episode. Give me a sec here while I open up my notes. (laughs) I should have opened these up sooner because my, my hands are dry from working. Oh goodness. (laughs) There we go. So the, these notes were originally for February 19th because I was thinking I was going to be gone for a really, 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 really long time from this podcast. (laughs) And Sadly, I'm not. So, um, I'm going to dive really, really deep into some stuff that, uh, of course, um, you guys already know about. And I'm going to just make them short and sweet. So, you know, you guys have to 411 on what's going on. Um, so after the whole incident that you guys had heard about in the, the past couple of episodes now, um, and in the, in the episode before this, um, I have been going through of course crisis watch, social media detox, and uh, I'm gonna tell you guys about what that was like. so the whole thing began of course with the what I had spoke about in the uh, past couple of episodes. I was uh, sent over to uh, a local uh a local uh, mental health hospital for things I don't want to trigger anybody about that I'm I'm not going to talk about um it was over there it was uh over there it was the it was one of the ones by the uh local airport it was the one closest over to the local airport in my area uh I was over there um a lot of the people that live in my area they're going to know which one I'm talking about uh it starts with a c um that's the only hint I'm giving out um But I was over there. I was admitted over there, and uh, I was doing the recovery time over there and uh, trying to get over the hurdle. I was then, uh, after my discharge from that institution, I was then put on crisis watch with, uh, of course, my local doctor's office. And uh, I am currently finishing up crisis therapy next week which is a big whoop whoop for me. And, uh, he did my last visit. My therapist did agree to cut down my social media detox, considering I'm now starting to slowly trust myself again and seeing that I am get showing signs of improvement and showing signs I'm getting better and, um, starting to be more active socially again after the, uh, social isolation. Um, Considering this, he's decided to uplift my social media detox or lift it um, with, and limit how long I'm going to be on it. So instead of the 180-day detox, he now has me on the 60-day detox. Um, I will finish that up uh, in the beginning of November. I will have my uh, Twitter. It's not really a social media detox. It's uh, a Twitter detox. But uh, it's a 60 day uh, social media detox from Twitter itself only. Um, and I did even mention to him that considering what happened on Twitter, since it only occurred on Twitter, um, besides the one besides the leader of the harassment ring he knows who he is um, it really hasn't really done much in my life. Um, There was an incident I did hear where this person, of course, tried to get the police involved with the whole thing, and the police never did anything. Um, And when I brought it up to them, they literally even said that they saw the tweet, and they themselves said that there's no need to do anything about the situation because they said that the screenshot does not count as tangible evidence. And really, they even agreed that I was wrongfully accused. The police even agreed that state police even agreed I was wrongfully accused of this uh, so-called doxing thing that he's so happily accusing me of him and his uh, dumb friends. (laughs) I hate to call them dumb, but this was dumb. You know, this was a very, very dumb predicament that they threw themselves into. So, (laughs) I mean, I hate to call them dumb and I and I don't and I'm not one to condone harassment, but I'm. I'm being real here about the situation. This was a very, very dumb predicament that they threw themselves into that. Uh, even the, even the state police in my area even agreed that, uh, yeah, like there's no reason to pursue, to pursue you for this because there a screenshot. He, they, they, because the officer that spoke to me, he even agreed that the screenshot could have been made by anybody. He said the screenshot could have been easily edited because there's editing materials on the internet. So he even agreed that I was accused. And he uh, and then I did explain to him that the account was real, that um, it did exist, real as in that it did exist. And uh, they found no evidence of me having any ties to that account uh, at all. And they even agreed that, yes, I was wrongfully accused and I was impersonated for another for a second time. And they're now holding all of this as evidence. So, I mean, you know, it is what it is. They're they're holding it for the statement. Uh I had put in a statement about it after my, I'm gonna just say attempt. A lot of people already know. I just because I don't want to hurt I don't want to hurt I don't want to trigger anybody because this is supposed to be about a kid's show. <laughs> um but after my attempt uh at a specific thing that's when the police decided to file in for a statement regarding the entire thing. And they're holding anything and everything these people post against them. Uh, And that as of right now, they are watching their accounts. Uh, They are watching everything they do. Um, They are building a statement Uh, and that's, and this is the stuff I am at Liberty to say, um that i am allowed to disclose they are currently building a statement on everything about the incident and the police are not taking any they're not like i'm not saying they're taking my side of this they're not really taking anybody's side of this but he, i hate to say it, they're they're their little ringleader he decided to uh tweet to them and when he did he began the statement against himself um And I had nothing to do with it. He began the statement against himself the minute he decided to tweet them. And then his hashtag in this tweet, according to the officer, was what led up to the whole thing to this to the statement now having to be made because they saw the hashtag and they were not pleased Um, after they saw the hashtag. Not they were not not they were perfectly fine with me, but they were not pleased with this person after seeing the hashtag that he so happily left in his twitter on his twitter post they read everything and they even told me they read everything that gets posted uh, they they read the whole but they read both because they know how to use twitter so after seeing his hashtag in the final word against in his in his final word against me um they were not pleased with what they saw and it turned the odds more against him and his friends than it did than it did in his favor. Um, very little went into his favor in this, and more of it ended up going into my favor in this. Um, so in a way, I won the situation. In a way, I've won this war. This battle's officially won. It's finally, the police are keeping a statement on this. So if he does anything again, him or his friends, they dead told me just send it to them. Like if I end up getting word about it in any way shape or form or they try to reach out to me, send it to them. Send them anything I have, you know, or send them anything that a friend sends me whatever, you know, send them anything I get my hands on at this point. So, things are not looking good right now for them. Um things are looking pretty bleak now and it was and this like I said, this happened because they because the ring their ring leader he made a post about uh, of course, what had, what he was accusing me for, and then decided to turn it on his head with a hash, with a very nasty hashtag that I wish not to speak of that ended and he decided to put it in all caps, which led to him getting into trouble in this situation, and it led to me winning this situation. so that hashtag did him no good in this situation. It, it turned their heads more towards his attention than mine. Because I was gone off of Twitter, and I even showed them, I was gone off of Twitter before the post was made. So the reality of this is, is he was the one that continued the behavior long after. So right now, things are now turning out for my favor. I'm actually kind of winning this, and this is unexpected. To hear this from an officer was unexpected. So things are hopefully going to be put to um, I'm, I'm hoping it's finally over after this, though, because uh, I am getting very, very sick of talking about it. And I know a lot of you are very, very sick of hearing it. If you want to hear more, a more in-depth perspective of what happened, I recommend you check out the previous podcast episodes because I am not taking those down because uh, I feel I deserve to have a voice in this situation. And having a voice is what's needed. And that's the only reason why they dislike me the way they do. It's the only reason why they were coming after me to begin with, is because my voice was getting heard and they were envious about it. And uh, they didn't like the fact that my voice was being heard. And it was disgusting because this is America. You know, we, we're allowed to have a voice. In anything we see fit, so long as it's not harassing them in any way, shape, or form. And I'm gonna openly admit it: using someone's quote persona name doesn't count as harassment. It actually, because that's their, that's the name that's the name they go by on social media. So if that's the name they go by on social media, that to me that doesn't count as harassment in any way, shape, or form. You know, it shouldn't. It's it it falls under the gray area. It should not count. Um, now, diving even into further into this, moving forward, um, I am currently in the works of a memoir about the entire incident um, that I'm planning to release on Amazon on November 23rd. So uh, I, I'm about 80% of the way finished with this uh, memoir. Uh, I've just been taking a very, very, very like long break because of course, you know, writing writing wears you down. <laughs> and, you know, writing as an autistic adult wears you down. Um, which I am going to discuss that too. Um, I have autism. I have a very, very severe case of autism. And uh though it's not it's not a disorder, so to say, it really doesn't count. It's more of like a divergent issue. It's a neurological divergence. Um it's just a lot of people see it as a disorder. However, it, um, it does fall under social disabilities. So in a way, it, there's a difference between a disorder and a disability. Um, a disorder to me is uh, something that occurs within your control, uh, depending on the situation. And a disability is something that's out of your control, something you're born with something you can't control or something that runs in the family that is natural and out of your control. That to me is what a disability really is. Um, depending on the situation though, disorders are things we can control. It really depends on the person's uh, situation, what they've gone through. It really depends on that much, you know? And that that's just, that's my opinion on it because I like to keep an open heart to people. I really do. You know? And if it's something they brought upon themselves on purpose for to make themselves like an eating disorder, just to make themselves look good or look quote cute, it's that's disgusting, and that's just you bringing it upon yourself. Um, and people like that, I hate to say, I hate to sound like this, people like that deserve to suffer. <laughs> they hate. I hate to sound this way. Now, let's say you be, you become anorexic because you know you get stressed or depressed or overworked that's totally understandable that i keep an open heart to because depression high anxiety we can't control that depending on the person you can't control that you know it, it eventually like though you can a lot of people will say oh but you can you can control how you, how you feel you can but it depends on the scenario it depends on the trauma that you face that's when i keep an open heart about it Let's say, for example, you're cyberbullied about your looks and the trauma goes to the extreme mentally. That's when I understand that's when I have an open heart about people who become anorexic or people that uh, go through some kind of physical disorder to try to make themselves look pretty because they let's say they were bullied because of their looks and the trauma kept lingering. That's totally different. That's a different story. You were bullied. That was that was something that you sadly could not control. You know, being bullied is something by someone else is something we can't control, um, and that I totally understand, um, and I keep an open heart to that. Now, if you do it on purpose to make yourself quote look pretty just for the heck of it, then that's that's doing it on purpose, that's bringing it to yourself. So, and people like that are the ones that deserve to suffer. But I'm currently writing a memoir about uh, that, and I didn't like I said I have autism uh and it's hard for me to, and I will be real it is severe um most of the time I can speak up for myself if I feel comfortable when I'm in a very uncomfortable situation or social scenario it's incredibly hard to right away to speak up for myself it's going to have to take me to build up that confidence over time to say this is what I want to say here it is you know and, I, and I'm going to say it in the most, in the calmest way possible, in the coolest way possible. You know, the only time I would, let's, you know, people, the only reason people would quote anything I say as harassment is because I'm completely and utterly misunderstood. Um, they take every, people take everything I say most of the time out of context because you can't really, I have this type of voice where it's hard to understand my emotion at the time you can't tell whether or not i'm being sarcastic or if i'm trying to get something right and this and then that one situation that i had spoke about in the uh second episode about the situation that was a complete and utter accident and i understand and i kind of feel like i understand it because i i did overemphasize it but the only reason I overemphasized it wasn't, like I said, it wasn't because I was being a uh, a jerk. It was more so because I was trying to get it right. My brain wouldn't let me spit the word out. It wouldn't like like I had the correct word, the term in my head when I made when I was making that YouTube video, it, my brain just would not let me spit it out. And I could not figure out why it wasn't me trying to miscorrect it on purpose it was me trying to spit the word out. It's sometimes it's hard for me to get what's in in my head out on words, out in words. And I will stutter trying to get it correct. And I sometimes I overemphasize really to fight off the stuttering. And that's the majority of the time I would do that. And of course, a lot of people misunderstand that and they take it the wrong way way too easily. Way too easily. They won't even let me, you know, people wouldn't even, they wouldn't even, you know, people wouldn't even let me explain myself. And those people involved, they did the same thing. They didn't even give me an opportunity to even explain myself. Like I defended myself and I was right to say that if they didn't forgive me, I shouldn't have to. I was in the right for saying that. I don't see anything wrong with saying that because they said that to me first and i have a screenshot evidence of that of them saying that to me first so it's it's just the whole thing is is i know when i'm right and i know when i'm wrong and when i'm wrong i admit when i'm wrong and in this situation i don't think i was wrong i feel that maybe i've done some things that brought upon misunderstanding towards myself and i totally get that But I feel that this whole situation was a complete and utter misunderstanding, complete and utter foul up that I did not deserve. And uh, I feel the need to write a memoir about it. Because for all I know, they could be writing a document about me to falsify problems for me even further. I don't know what they're planning. But part of me feels that a guaranteed possible document against my own will to cause me further problems on the internet that are just going to be absolutely pointless because I don't plan on going back to Twitter anyway. You know, I really don't. So the whole thing, though, was just absolutely ridiculous. It was basically boiled water. I mean, I and I partly understand it because we were already going through the situation with the ringleader of the whole thing, who now claims them as old friends when I know that they're not friends with him. That they're just screwing around with him, playing the playing the silly game just to get information from him. I already know that's what the whole thing's about. I, I I know more than they think I do. Um, I know that he's just being used, that he's just being secretly played, and he's right now blind to see that. So uh, I'm enjoying every minute of this, of him being blind to, to see that he's just being used for manipulation and information that they're basically manipulating him the same way that he did them. And uh yeah, he's just being toyed with for information for their for their document. So um but that's all I'm really saying much about it. That's how I it's just I'm just spitting out how I feel about this whole thing. Um but uh it is because of this incident that in the whole thing and I had already told you guys about it in the previous episode, so I'm not diving too, too, any further deep into it. But it's because of that incident I chose to leave the furry fandom for good. Um, and I'm currently writing a memoir that not only will explain the situation from my perspective, but it will also give my final uh, thoughts on the furry fandom as well as a whole because of how bad this situation was and the fact that I tried to reach out for help and never got it, you know, because I remember reaching out to a poppy about it specifically. And the only reason I did that was not because of their numbers or any of that. It was only because I was trying to get outside help and they didn't give it to me. Wasn't I wasn't mad. I was like, OK, I understand. You know, I was super chill about it because I get it. You know, no one wants to get involved in that. And I totally and I totally I totally get it. I totally understand. No one has to it's just the situation got to where i did not have a voice but now that it's finally subsided and finally cooled off i feel that i'm now i now should come out about it and that's what i'm and that's what i'm doing not just here but um i'm writing the memoir about it that's going to be published on november 23rd 3 days before my oldest brother's birthday um, but I figured you know I'm gonna celebrate his birthday first, and then I'm gonna release the novel. Uh, But his birthday's on the 26th, so I'm gonna I, I'm yeah I'm just gonna stick with it on the 23rd, release it on the 23rd, then we go off celebrate his birthday. You know it is what it is. You know, um, I'm still currently doing some voiceover work for people. I do it every you know I do it every little every little bit or every so often. It's really just another hobby I like. Uh, it's nothing crazy, insane, special. Um, but I, um, I am going to also talk about, uh, some episodes. So I've been watching a lot of Paw Patrol. Um, and the ones I remember distinctly are the rescue night episodes, like the one about, uh, about the dragon's freezing, be- about the dragon's freeze breath. <laughs> that one was kind of like weird in a way. Because it reminded me, it, it was an episode that reminded me about the uh, Spyro the Dragon video game series. Um, Season of Ice, I remember. No, it was Season of Flame. Season of Ice is when he's breathing fire. Season of Flame is when he starts breathing ice and fire. <laughs> and, and That's on the Game Boy Advance. I remember that specifically, and I have a Game Boy Advance laying around somewhere. But I remember that one specifically. And... That's what that episode reminded me of. I said, I saw that episode and I said, uh, I basically said that, you know, this reminds me of the Spyro the Dragon video game. This reminds me of Season of Flame all over again. Like, I I had a sense that the episode was based off of Spyro the Dragon Season of Flame. A part of me was feeling that conspiracy right there, that that had to have been, I was like, you know, one of these people at Nickelodeon, one of these kids at Nickelodeon or one of the voice actors had to have played the game. If not one of the adults in the room probably know about the game. So one of them decided, why don't we make an episode about uh, the dragon breathing fire and ice? (laughs) And so where you're able to, you're, they were, and then they're like, okay, he eats these flowers. He starts breathing ice. Then they start stuffing these, using the dye to these flowers in these marshmallows and then they feed him these marshmallows and he starts freezing everything and it was it it just gave me it gave me the uh Spyro season of flame vibe and that was absolutely funny I just it felt funny to me it felt familiar and funny to me at the same time you know and that that was that was a very very heartwarming episode that I do recall for sure um so there was something else I want to talk about, too. Um, but I'm I'm going to save it for next episode because I'm waiting for it to be released. Um, So I'm going to wait till next episode to talk about it. Um, the memoir. Now, then I put name coming soon in my episode notes, but I already came up with a name before I released the episode. So it's called it's going to be called Two Sides. The trauma left behind, and uh, that it's going to talk about the you know what incident that I had already spoke about a couple episodes ago. Um, everyone that was involved in the incident, and it's going to talk about everything that I know from stuff that I, stuff that they told me, uh, stuff that was, of course, in the document that they're supposedly working on. Uh everything that you know, everything that revolved around the situation will be discussed and disclosed in this memoir book. Um, because I feel that some no longer not, not only am I no longer in their circle anymore, but uh considering what had happened, I, and now that it's hopefully subsided from now, I feel I should be allowed to have a voice in this entire thing. So when the memoir does get released, which is November 23rd, that episode, that November episode, I should have the link for you guys to purchase it. No, it's going to be that December episode. So the December episode, I should have the link to it for you guys to be able to purchase it. Um, I'm planning to have it free on Book uh, BookRix's website for a limited time, uh, probably up to January 1st. So, uh, if anybody wants to get their hands on a digital copy for free of charge up to January first, by all means, you know I'm I'm planning to do the do that as a special freebie, uh, from the launch date to January first. I should have the uh the book uh I should have the ebook version, uh, downloadable for free through Book Ricks's website, which I will have that link uh not put in this podcast, but put in the episode. The December episode as well um when we come when we come along to it um so other than that my social media detox has gone has gone pretty well um all I'm doing really as of now is all my hobby stuff keeping up with you guys at the podcast and really just watching my cartoons um And just, you know, filling my time with other things, keeping my mind distracted, filling my time with other things, um, hopefully so I can maybe stay out of trouble on my end as well. Um, but not only that, just so I can also recover properly from the situation because there is still a lot of trauma that still lingers from this situation, um, from all the parties involved, um. I, of course, like I said, I'm recovering from an attempt that I wish not to disclose. Uh, a lot of people already know, and I'm sure the adults will already know what I'm talking about. Um, you younglings listening, I really don't want to die. Unless you're a teenager, you already know. But I, I'm not going to dive deep because dude, I'm not going to dive into this because trigger warning. I, I know. I check my analytics. I know. I know that there are people un, well under the age of 18 that are listening to this podcast. Um, That's why I don't want to disclose anything like that. I am, I am, however, recovering. I'm slowly getting over the hurdle. I recently took an entire week off of work to recover from the situation mentally uh, in a way. And majority of it, I would say I'm 90% there now. You know, I'm still working on the final hurdles to jump through. To get over this situation and uh not only write the memoir but move forward for the better because I plan you know and i 'm doing very very well with it I did recently get into uh noggin as a uh, coping mechanism um a lot of you are laughing ha ha, 23 year old and you know messing around with noggin I actually like it I actually really really like it to you parents listening I actually really really like it. Uh, I'm digging it. It's a really, really good app. It's a really, really good app. Uh, Definitely worth the eight dollars a month. It is definitely worth it. Uh, And that's the only thing that you do need to need to know. There is a subscription fee. Uh, Of course, they already announced it in the advertisement, but it is no longer ninety nine cents a month for the first two months anymore. That was back during the whole. uh, What was it? june palooza that was when they were doing june palooza and the summer palooza which is where they allow your kids to use the app over the summer um to get them ready for school and i like the app it's a great escapism to have uh and i'm using it for and i it became part a part of my escapism and a part of my my uh daily distraction routine um as weird as this sounds I I feel good using it. I get off the app feeling good. And it's the, it's the way the app functions. It's uh, the validation inside the app combined with the interaction with the app. And then seeing all your favorite characters in the app, too, from all your favorite Nick shows. It's awesome. It feels good. It gives you those feel-good vibes. You know? And it's been motivating me and it's been helping me get better in a lot of ways i never thought possible so to those of the parents that are looking to get noggin uh and haven't yet i highly recommend you do it is definitely worth uh definitely worth your your youngsters uh development routine if uh if, if they're of course the ages of 2 to 7 you know i i highly recommend you give them a chance if any grandparents out there i know there are elderly people hearing me as well (laughs) i know you guys are hearing me out too if you have grandkids as well grandma grandpa i highly recommend you uh check out noggin as well for your grandkid if uh and then you know get it for your grandkid for when he's over at your house you know whatever the case may be because i feel the app is very very much worth it coming from my mouth especially so nickelodeon if you're hearing this thank you for noggin we appreciate you It's working out well. It's helping me cope. It's helping me get better with this whole uh, incident and moving forward. It's become a part of my uh, escapism routine. So uh, not only am I watching, of course, Nick Jr. on demand with Philo, I'm now, of course, I got video games from different, like video games for Nintendo Switch. But then I also have Noggin now as part of the routine. Um, And I'm really enjoying it. I'm really digging it and I'm really loving it. So it is definitely worth it. It is definitely worth it. They do have a free trial if you're curious. They have a one-month free trial. and You can cancel at any time. So you feel the need not to use it anymore. um, If and when you do. Um, Now, my final thoughts on the furry fandom. I am going to disclose this in this episode. Uh, This is going to be hard to talk about. Very hard to talk about. And that's because I used to be a furry before this whole incident I used to be um that's why I'm kind of like almost swallowing a little bit because this is hard to talk about because my final outlook is not good um not good at all um after this whole incident I have seen bad light in the furry fandom and I also see that they like to hide what they really are. It's it's a what I'm it's just I have so much to say that is very, very unfit for this show and very, very unfit for your ears. Um, so I would rather not say them. I'm going to keep it down to these it's why I kept it down to these final few notes. Um, I'm going to read them out loud. Where are they? Um, I'm not going to, I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just say it now. I do not condone violence towards these people because furries are underneath the fursuit. They are a person and their life does count as a human life. They're seen as equal, just like me, just like you. They're equal. They're equal in the eyes of the law. Therefore, I'm going to just say it out loud now. And I'm going to say it this one time, furries underneath the fursuit are human lives. I do not condone violence toward these people. I do not condone hate towards these people when I read these notes aloud. I, I do not condone hate, and, like hateful actions or hate crimes. And I do not condone violence when reading these notes out loud. That I've taken from my discoveries in the fandom. Now, reasons why you should steer clear of them, parents, uh, please hear me out. Reason why you should keep your kiddo grandparents, keep your grandkid away from them. Reason being is because this is going to get heavy. Youngsters, I'm giving you a minute now to cover your ears. This word is about to get heavy. So I'm giving you a minute now. All righty. Are your ears covered? Sweet, youngsters. That's awesome. Now, To the teenagers and adults still choosing, you know, still listening, and the teenagers that are still choosing to listen, like a bunch of ignorant uh, kids that you are, (laughs) which is okay, I still love you guys. There are furries in the furry fandom that are pedophiles, and they are registered under the registry, a lot of them. um it's very very and it's very problematic. The and I'm going to be real, the rating of pedophiles in the furry fandom is huge. Um according to recent studies, 70% of the fandom is full of these, which makes about one in every six people in the fandom, one in every six. And that's a scientific study from Forbes. Um, and that is very disturbing. Uh, one in every six people in the in this fandom. Fetishists, another dirty word. Um, three out of every four people in this fandom. That's the current study. Three out of every four. So there are sickos in this fandom that I've discovered um I mean it's okay I mean I mean adults if you're hearing this we all get it we've we've been curious on the internet I've been there when I was super young in my teen years you know we've all been there we've all done it you know teenagers listening you're going to go if you haven't gone through that already you're going to go through it it's it's a phase it's a natural phase there's nothing wrong with it but furries take they do things when they do things they take it to like a fantasy land they're living in this fantasy land that they're always right no matter what and it isn't a lot of it isn't mommy and daddy didn't train them properly it's more or so for the fact that they choose this behavior because it's a power move it's to make them feel powerful Another reason and another harsh word I'm about to use about the fandom is it isn't hive mind because that's too common. The furry fandom is full of stalkish behavior, cyber stalking. It's full of cyber stalking. Um, And I say this because it's true. Furries hide it under the word hive mind, or they hide it under the word uh, social justice. It is not cyber stalking and harassment. They claim calling people out is considered social justice when it's not a justice. It is harassment in every way, shape, and form. Now, like I said previously discussed before, Calling someone out if they're in the fandom and they have a furry name, that's totally fine. Using their furry name, that's totally fine. I don't see that as harassment. But calling the person out by their legal first and last name is, it counts. And that was what the ringleader of this entire group was doing to me. He was calling me out by my legal first and last name long before I had said anything about his first and last name on Twitter. This was long before then. And yes, I did mention his first and last name and that was and I will admit it that was a pretty bad move because it made the situation worse. However, long before I was doing it, I think it was uh since I think it was August. That's when it happened. That was when the whole no it was July. It was July. He in July this person Excuse me. I just spat on the mic. I'm so sorry. Ew. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. Um, but back in July, he, um, he basically called me out by my first and last name back starting in July. And I was not doing that to him. Okay. So really, and, the, and I will say it, the police saw this too. They saw that too. So that's why the odds right now are against his favor with the, with my statewide police department with my state police. That's why the odds right now are against his favor. Hence possibly for you know something that I saw a friend showed me hence possibly his nightmares. Um nightmares are warnings. They're always warnings of what's to come. And something my mom told me because of course she's a Cajun white witch, you know, and she told me about this. Um, I'm not really, I have an open mind with people and their religions, so I'm not going to press anybody for what they believe in. However, unless you, of course, you give me a reason to, I mean, other than that, I don't see a reason to, you know, I'm a very, very reasonable person. Um, She had brought it up, told me that night a lot of about about 30% of our nightmares that we have are actually premonitions. They're warnings or premonitions. Um warning you of what's to come. You know, and I can tell and I'm going to totally talk about that in another episode. Um next episode I would definitely dive deep in what my, you know, in premonitions and stuff like that, what what of course what of course the pagan pagans believe that are premonitions. I can dive deep into that for you guys, if you request it, but I kind of also don't want to, because I don't want to get too, too religious because this podcast is not a religious podcast. It's a kid's show podcast. It's a talk show podcast for a kid's show <laughs> that we all enjoy, you know? So I want to talk about it, but it, I also don't want to trigger any of you. So I am definitely probably not going to, unless you give me, uh, an, like emailed, like an email permission. Um, Emailed permission is the only way I will know that people actually want to hear the topic. Otherwise, I'm going to leave it alone because you know it's I don't want to force religion on nobody. I'm not a radicalist, okay? (laughs) So I'm I'm just going to be open and honest unless given permission to do so by youngsters under the uh, under the age of thirteen. Those of you listening, I need it from your parent or guardian. So uh, if you're looking to if you want to say, "Hey, mommy, I want to hear him talk about this." They need to send me an email. Uh, mommy and daddy need to send me an email and tell me from them from their point of view personally, because I can't just hear a yes from a kid, and then mommy and daddy hear you playing the episode, and they're like, "What is this? Why is he talking about paganism instead of Paw Patrol?" So before I do an episode like that, I need 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 permission from everybody listening first. email permission. Um, it's out of respect. I respect you guys. I love you guys. So, I want you guys to email me if you want me to make an episode like that. I need you guys to email me um because it's a harsh topic um and and kids that are like under the age of 13, I need parent approval. Uh, if you're under the age of 13, I need a parent approval. I have to. Um because it's a it's a heavy topic and just hearing your word alone is not enough. It's not gonna be enough for me, okay. I'm gonna you know, and I will have it up on the website information that I need, and uh, really, I'm gonna have it up really, really soon. I'm not gonna have it up to I'm not gonna have it up as the recording of this episode, but sometime in the coming weeks, I'll have it up because I'm in no rush to make this. I just want to make sure I get proper permission from my listeners before from or from a majority of my listeners, if not all of you before I make an episode before I make a touchy subject like this. Um, that's why I'm asking permission from, you know, anyone that's above the age of thirteen to send me an email. Parents and guardians of kids under the age of thirteen, I need your permission. Parent, guardian, grandma, grandpa, I need your permission. If you have a kid under the age of thirteen, I need I need your permission personally because um their permission in their permission it's really because to me anyone that's 12 or younger their permission's not really gonna count in a way i need uh permission from you guys but not just them but from you guys as well um that way i have uh a stronghold to be able to make an episode a touchy subject like this um if if i don't hear anything back i won't make it because it's out of respect um but uh yeah, I've learned from my own mom that nightmares, 30% of our nightmares are premonitions. Um, now, I'm going to openly admit it, and this is a hard thing to admit. And furries, I'm sorry for saying this, but this is a true fact. Um, You guys deserve the hate that gets casted upon you. I'm not, saying, I'm not saying the verbal words and death threats from little kids that hate furries on TikTok. Y'all don't deserve that. Like I said, I don't condone violence. But the hate in the media, I feel you actually deserve because you guys claim change, but don't act upon it. You just call the bad people out thinking it's going to solve your problem, and it won't. It just makes your problem worse. You know, trying to be the social justice hero makes you look bad in the long run because uh, you got to think about your job. You got to think about your career, everything at stake that could happen to you offline. Something you, you guys need to think about. I'm not saying I would do anything, but haters could come along and do something. You know, who knows? I don't know. I'm just saying something I'm just saying something straight out of my behind. But I, I'm try I'm just saying you guys the media hate, the negative attention, you guys deserve it. Yeah, granted, there are days where you get positive attention, but to be real, I don't think the fandom deserves the positive attention. I really don't. Um not after the experience that I so happily went through that I did not deserve. So I didn't deserve to be wrongfully accused of doxing. I didn't deserve to be uh, attacked on social media wrongfully by this ringleader and, and his group of goons. I didn't deserve that. So what makes them think that, but it ha- yet it happened to me anyway. So what makes me want to think that they don't deserve the hate that they receive? I don't know what it is that makes me think they don't deserve it. Part of me, seeing what I've been through, they deserve it, very much so. Um, and seeing that they're using over-positivity to hide what they are, especially the poppy furs, it's disgusting. Um, to me, the furry fandom, they're criminals in disguise. They, they're just sick, sick, sick people. And they'll do anything to get the attention, anything to get fame, Instead of working towards something, they'll do anything to get it overnight, and it's sad. It's a state of high school. Well, here's something I learned throughout, of course, my days on TikTok. I used to be famous on TikTok, and then after I shut down my TikTok account, everybody forgot about me within three days' time. So a little bit of a reality check. You may be famous for the moment. Being, getting famous overnight gives you fame for the moment, sheds you first 15 minutes of fame. But once that video gets buried by a ton more videos, you're eventually forgotten. You know, people will move on from you. They'll forget about you. You'll be gone like the wind. So um, that's a little bit of a harsh reality check that people need to understand, especially narcissists because that's what this guy was. And, uh, narcissists, they think on a different level than we do, but I'm going to be dead real about it. They need to understand also that having 15 minutes of fame and having more people following that you're following versus people following you back. It, it doesn't mean TikTok. that in TikTok does not mean you're famous. It just shows how much of a nobody you really are, especially if you're not, we're like if you're especially if your TikToks are not positive. You know. Now, if you're making TikToks like fun dancing videos or montages, that's a that's way out of this, you know? That's way out of this. Um, however, making videos to actively harass people and cause people harm and hate, especially if you have ties to hate groups and uh very, very sick and deplorable groups, and then you want to frame somebody for that, it just shows the world what you really are. It really does. Um, And that's what the furry fandom is full of. It's full of people just like this. Basically what I'm saying is furries put on a facade. Their over-positivity is a facade to hide the monster within. And only I would know that. Because I was in the fandom for seven agonizing years. Take that in. Seven agonizing years. And there are people that come out of the fandom 10 plus years and say the same thing. They say the same thing. The furry fandom is not a fandom anymore. It's a monstrosity that claims change but doesn't. They are basically a fandom Not even a fandom. They're a subculture of radicalists. That's what they are. They're radicalists. They want to claim change, but they don't act upon it. That's a radicalist. And that's exactly what the fandom is. They're a big, they're a large cult group of radicalists. They're not going to do nothing for change. They're just going to spit it out of their mouth just so they look good on the internet, just so they look good to the media. And that's what they are they're liberals nothing wrong with being a liberal I'm a non-party affiliate nothing wrong with being a liberal but and I really shouldn't have said that cuz there's nothing wrong with that so excuse me for saying that but I'm going to just straight say it they're nothing wrong with being a liberal but they're radicalists they they use social justice as a means to harass somebody to suicide excuse my language and that should have said a trigger warning but yes they will drive people to suicide um, and it's, it's horrible. I have seen in the fandom, so many people go through such a thing, such a traumatizing thing because of these, because of quote, social justice that the fandom partakes in. But that's not that, that isn't for That's, that's, that's not that basically makes the furry fandom, not a fandom. It just makes the furry fandom, a su- a large subculture of millions of radicalists that's basically what it makes the fandom nothing but radicalists radicalism hiding and hiding hiding under a bunch of fur it's basically what it is because you have hate groups galore on top of of course explicit groups sexually explicit groups all kinds of craziness children you can open your ears now but what i'm saying is is um the fandom is not a fandom anymore, and I am begging parents, grandparents, please steer your kiddos and grandkiddos away from the fandom. Any aunts and uncles out there, you know, keep, keep your niece and nephews away. Keep your cousins away. You know, anyone that is young and looking to get into the furry fandom, keep them out of it. I beg you. For their own mental well-being. Keep them out of it. Because the furry fandom is full of radicalists. And that's what they will forever will be. Radicalists. Looking to stir up a problem for someone else. When they feel like it. Like, oh, uh, A-Train slipped up this one little tiny time. For doing this to somebody. We're just going to bash him on social media till he harms himself. Excuse my language. Sorry, kiddos. But until I do something like that, we're just gonna we're just gonna bash him on social media until he does something like that. That's what the furry fandom is. It's not a fandom. Like I said, they're radicalists. And I'm asking for your kiddo's safety, please, 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 please keep them away. Teenagers listening, please if you're not in it, please stay away from it. If you have friends in it, if you know anybody in it, Please talk them out of it. Show them, you know, show them this episode. Let them hear me out. Because I was a furry for seven years. Seven agonizing years. From 2016 all the way to now. That's seven agonizing years. Seven years of torment is not worth it. It's not worth it. It's been nothing but torment. And that's exactly what it's going to be for them. So, for their protection mentally, I'm asking someone to talk people out of joining this fandom. Because this is, I'm not condoning hate. I'm not, I don't want hate to go around. Because if people choose to be in this fandom, that's fine. But I ask that those you can save, please save, especially your children, adults, grandparents, parents, the kiddos. Think about the kiddos. You know, at a young age, if they say they're a furry, you need to talk them out of it. You need to have a sit down with them and tell them what you heard from me. Use my experience to talk them out of it, hopefully, for their own protection, because the fandom, this fandom, this subculture is not safe. It is not a safe place. It's one of the worst places to be. Wow, this episode's now an hour long. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Well, I mean, then again, it has been over a month. Um, But anyway, guys, that's pretty much it. Um, Stay safe. Stay awesome. Stay possum. And I'll see you guys next month. Have a great month.